All right. Hi, hello. Hi. Ready, Spooky Queen? Ready. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> the, uh, welcome to the Mixed Reviews. We're a podcast about movies and things. We are, exactly. Wait, uh, what's our fun tagline? I always forget it, but it's um, all fun. You made it up. I know. You uh, literally made up the tagline. It's one topic, two weeks, lots of movies, even, even more, more opinions. opinions. Um, Love that. <laughs> we're twins. We are twins. Um, Twitches. Twitches. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you watch Twitches? I don't, no, I didn't. I must have missed it in my how, Twitch catalog. How could you? Um, but uh, before we move into this week's topic, this week's extra spooky topic for the mm-hmm. month of October, we have some old business to take care of. Also, we should introduce ourselves. I'm Louie. Oh, I'm Gavin. Um, we're also forgetful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. A witch cast a forgetful spell, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just we're, just exci- we're just excited to get into this. <laughs> we are. Um, and also a little bit I'm um, drinking. Um, what? A little bit. I said a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> get that audio. Mm. <laughs> Sound uh, effects. We're like a regular old radio show right here. <laughs> What's that movie with Lindsay Lohan about the radio? Um, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen? Exactly. <laughs> is that, Correct. Is that, is that it? Yes. That, yeah. Oh, you mean Prayer Home Companion. Yes. So, which, the one about the actual radio <laughs> yeah, station. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's a Robert Altman film. Someday we'll do Robert Altman. I hope. In the dream world. Maybe. Um, but until then, uh, last week we talked about our hunkiest Mexican actor friend, Diego Luna. Um, and we asked you guys to vote on what your favorites um, were. Um, and it's kind of like consensus is clear. 60% said Ita Mama Tambien was, is his greatest film, which we also chose. Mr. Lonely got 10%. The Book of Life got 30%. Um, we cut The Book of Life out of the episode for time, but we love that movie. We do love that movie. I 100% agree. And I hope, yeah. you, and I hope you stay till the end to um, listen to Diego singing Creep. Yes, I did put that at the end of last week's episode. Also, um, for those of you listening at home, this mention of Book of Life will also be cut for time. <laughs> <laughs> I was really, I was really happy with that poll that I just saw now. Yeah, um, yeah. for the first time because I pay attention. Because you're an active participant <laughs> exactly. in this. But anyways, I suppose that would bring us to this week's topic, which is an extra spooky treat for the month of October. You've been, like, sitting on this topic for a while. I have been, because we went to FlameCon earlier this summer, mm-hmm. and there was a wonderful drag show in which yes. uh, the Scarlet Witch performed to <sighs> many songs about so witches. Good. So good. And so, uh, for our first spooky... Uh, episode is all about witches. Witches! Which is, as I kept telling people, I was like, oh yeah, we're doing witches. And people are like, mm, that is a lot of, lot of stuff. That's a lot of movies. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's not specific. And I do want to get it out of the way. Just so you know, um, anybody, uh, who, like anybody who's listening, like if you identify as witch or Wiccan or Wicca, like, or, or even if you're a Satanist, we're not here to offend. We're just talking oh, about witchcraft on film. Right. We're aware that they're very different things. Oh, fuck, they're here. <laughs> like, the witches. <laughs> the witches sent the, yeah, poli- the police. The, the witch police are here. <laughs> that, that, that exists in Harry Potter, right? That's a right, Harry right. Potter yes, thing. yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. What yeah. if I just, like, when it, well, straight out the gate was like, Harry Potter 1 is my favorite <laughs> movie. I love um, it. It's not really a movie, but it's these two very important episodes of Charmed. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> when Prue dies, I lost it. Oh my god. So yeah, so uh, I guess we should enter, if we're going to talk about witches yeah. in film, we should enter our rewind and get to a little bit of historical fact about that. 
but Gavin, tell me about witchcraft and wizardry. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. in, uh, in cinema. In cinema. Um, I, I mean, I think you, you can't talk about uh, witchcraft uh, and wizardry in film without mentioning that, like, America has a very complicated history yeah. with witchcraft. Uh, a lot of it stems from, like, oppressive religion. Um, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the New England Witch Trials, which was all about silencing women. And, I hate that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and a lot of that came from, like, the popularity of the European texts, like, the Malus Maleficarum. What are you calling me? Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of that stems from the Witch Trials, which has, like... Is that the I, same as the Salem Witch Trials? Or no? Yeah, Salem Witch Trials, okay. yeah. A lot of that stems from that. I mean, there was other witch hunts prior to that, but that was, like, the most famous case, and a lot of that had to do with silencing women, as one is wont to do if you're a fucking asshole. Right. Um, I see women, and I'm just like, girl, girl. And, you know, and, that, and like, that's really sort of tainted the American history uh, view of witches in the way that uh, we, we've sort of treated the witchcraft uh, a famous author Nathaniel Hawthorne has a connection to that because uh, his great great uncle John Hawthorne uh, was one of the magistrates who condemned Sarah Good and others um, Hawthorne even changed telling his name um, this leads to the 1953 play The Cru- Crucible written by uh, uh, Arthur Miller Arthur Miller thank you my brain is clearly not functioning um, and and that sort of like that all has its effect on pop culture but I, I really wanted like I said I really wanted to focus in on specifically film um and you can sort of go back to like early hollywood roots uh which is took to the stage in engelbert humperdinck's 1893 opera hansel and gretel and in turn of the century fairy tale illustrations of arthur rackman popular in both england and america the american children's author al frank Baum introduced wicked witch of the west in the wonderful wizard of oz in 1900 though her appearance could not have been more different from the classic halloween which impersonated by margaret hamilton in the famous 1939 film as depicted by the original illustrator W.W. Denslow, Bomb's Witch was a startlingly diminutive creature with ratty pigtails and a pirate's eye patch. Her remaining eye was, quote, a powerful, as powerful as a telescope and could see everywhere. Ooh. Yeah, and, uh, and from there, the sort of, like, witch in popular culture, uh, I mean, it's, it also existed outside of America, I guess. Yeah. Should, but, like, I mean, it's wild. I mean, cause you mentioned Hansel and Gretel. Like, yeah. that's, like, fucking wailed. Like, right, right. Well, because it's, you know, it's... And that's a, like a fairy tale. Like a, that's yeah. a Grimm's fairy tale, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, by the way, and I, I should mention, um, I'm currently holding a book in my hand called Halloween, the History of America's Darkest Holiday by David J. Scull. He's a scholar. But yeah, so so witches have sort of been in the popular imagination both in America and abroad uh, elsewhere. Uh, after Wizard of Oz, the witch became a stock cinematic icon celebrated in many popular film. In Renee Claire's I Married a Witch, Frederick Mark plays, March plays a New England politician romantically bedeviled by a ghostly witch by, played by Veronica Lake, whose ancestors were confined to the, consigned to the stake, which is funny because no witches were actually burned in right. the witch trials. Right. So um, wait, are you saying that in Wizard of Oz, that is like the first, like, that's the huge... fir- That's the first huge representation. I mean, there were witches and uh, there's clearly silent films. Right. There's Haxon, yeah. which is a, a, a history of witchcraft, uh, but more told from like a Christian perspective and like worshiping yeah. of the devil. Now that, a silent film. Um, now that I think about it, I guess like the whole idea though, of like the pointy hat, the yeah. big nose, you know, like the, the feet with like all that stuff, like the stripes, that yeah. is all kind of like derivative of Wizard 100%. of Oz. 100%. Give me back my slippers. I'm the only one that knows how to use them. They're no use to you. Give them back to me. Give them back. Keep tight inside of them. Their magic must be very powerful, or she wouldn't want them so badly. You stay out of this, Glinda, or I'll fix you as well. <laughs> oh, rubbish. You have no power here. Be gone before somebody drops a house on you, too. 
yeah, it all sort wow. of goes back to a demon zone. It, <laughs> wow, <laughs> iconic, um, iconic. That sound you hear is me walking off of the podcast. Um, and then you know, then there, you, the like as I said, it's it starts to to move more into popular culture. And the weird thing is, is it doesn't like Haxon is like a scary silent film, but post Wizard of Oz. In America, witches are sort of more playful. There's, like I mentioned, uh, I Married a Witch, the bell booking candle in which witches are sort of like, um, another species of human. Like, okay. um, and, and both of those things led to bewitched in right. the 60s. I mean, it clearly took from there. But, um, on the other side of that, the dark side of witchcraft, you get things like Horror Hotel, um, which is, uh, Christopher Lee playing a warlock, uh, who, uh, sends trusting young students to do research in a Salem like New England village. Uh, Rosemary's Baby, which is about a, you know, a, a large group of witches, um, who want to bring forth the Antichrist through an innocent, uh, young woman. Um, and yeah, and so it sort of, it sort of moves on from there. Um, it's wild because like everyone that's got their hands on the witch, like they, things that it's reimagined over and over again, yeah. like there's the hangings, there's like the burnings, there's like, movies that have a lot to deal with like christian imagery and then there's others where it's just like playful like right. little sprite beings that like i don't know well, that, then, that's what's so funny about like i you know i think about the fact that we're both of the age that like harry potter started coming out when we were probably in our teens or maybe younger for you and um like when it first came out people were like oh witches and right. whatnot and it's just like really it's the most sanitized yeah. like, <laughs> stripped down yeah i mean especially like i i guess i didn't watch a lot of old um witch movies you uh, were missing out my i mean friend. but i mean i obviously i've seen the wizard of oz um i saw uh i married a witch um and so it's funny like people reimagining like what like new england was yeah and like what that was like i mean the witch that came out recently yeah it's kind of like taking from that also and so it's funny to see movies that take from that specific lore and then other movies like i don't know disney's halloween town <laughs> or where it's just uh, like kind of like more silly right. like you know oh we're also always here i mean bewitched is kind of the same thing we're right. always here we're just like well that's like fun and, and that's that's silly. one of those things that like it's funny too because uh witchcraft uh, in popular culture and a lot of that has to do with like counterculture movements and the introducing of, of Wicca into America as sort of a new age sort of thing in the, in the sixties. But a lot of times it's you, I mean, I guess even prior to that, like with I Married a Witch and, and, uh, Bell Book and Candle, it's used as a way to present empowered women. And unfortunately right. for those time periods, in the end, there, there has to be like a, a subservient man. turn. Right. But like, like it presents like a lot of free spirited women. It, it's a way to sort of, um, introduce the other for women instead of them just being like, you know, like I baked you a casserole while you were right. at work and I was playing bridge with Jan. Yeah. And like, I mean, but also like a lot of these movies have to do with like, um, how could you know if you're ever in love with them? It could right. be, a, it could be a spell. And that just says a lot about like how women bewitch men and like, you know, put them under their like love spell. Um, I just watched, uh, some like indie movie, The Love Witch. The whole history of witchcraft is interwoven with the fear of female sexuality. They burned us at the stake because they feared the erotic feelings we elicited in them. Later, they used marriage to hold us in bondage and made us into servants, whores, and fantasy dolls, never asking us what we wanted. They teach us 
that a normative human being is a hyper-rationalist stoic male, and that women's emotions and intuitions are illnesses that need to be cured. We believe that men and women are different, and that true equality lies in that difference. We strive for male-female polarity and to regain our primal power as goddesses. We need to teach men how to love us using ways they can understand. So, goddesses, use perfume, wear high heels and makeup, learn to dress your hair in attractive ways, display flesh artfully, and know what to conceal. Be a mother and a lover. Stand your ground, but always let the man feel like a man. Use sex magic to destroy his fear of you and to open his heart to the floodgates of love. Only then will he begin to see you as a human being with all of your inner beauty. Then, when his heart is open to love, you may do with him what you will. The idea of love and women kind of like putting men under their spell uh, is a huge component for many, 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 many of these movies. Even movies that aren't, like, specifically about this, it's like, oh, she's a witch because she, like, beguiled me and made me, like, uh, feel things. And it's like, yeah. It's called a boner. Get over it. <laughs> the, um... And then, like, sort of the commercialization of things, like, uh, Salem specifically, the town Salem becomes very commercialized in the 1980s. You know, um, there's a haunted happening celebration there. And, um, and it's, it's almost like, uh, I, I have very complicated feelings about, um, people making money off of Salem. Okay. Because, like, I would like to go someday because I love Halloween and everything. At the same time, it's like, people die. People, <laughs> yeah, people die unjustly, too. Right. Like, innocent people die. It's not like a fun right, thing. Right, exactly. So it's like, maybe don't run around cackling right yeah coming into the 80s and 90s the movies also took a turn to like uh with more like wicca stuff in the culture to more being like rebellious kind of like the anti-religion or anti-christianity like and that like there's nothing better than uh the craft to kind of like that shows that and and what's great about the craft too is like you, you know it uses more of um uh the, it uses more witchcraft as like a coming of age sort of yeah. thing. And that's interesting because like that has become sort of a prevailing thing, which brings us to stuff like Harry Potter as well. Like it's a, it's a way to like bring in like the, the journey from adolescence to adult. Yeah. Uh, Kiki's uh, Delivery Service? Yeah, exactly. Which was my favorite Miyazaki movie. Yeah, um, I didn't and, even think about it. Yeah, that. and she's a witch who is coming of age, and she, um, and that's when she gets her full powers or whatever. And that's literally what happens with uh, the craft and these young women, try, like, finding out who they are, who they want to be, um, and, and that kind of manifests itself through magic. Right. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. 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 Guys, it's not working. Whoa. Shut up, you're gonna fall. How do I get down? Shh. Who's got the instructions? Just keep concentrating. Amazing. I got clean towels for everyone. Ah! <laughs> oh, my butt. What, what's going on in 
here. Nothing. Why? Are you girls getting hot? No, mom. <laughs> I also found this uh, great article by Daniel Curland, and I'll put a link to this on our Twitter um, called Something Wicked, The History of Witches in Horror Film. And he actually brings that up. He says, other works from the time period, such as the Witches of Eastwick, The Witches, and The Craft, are specifically concerned with the stereotypes of witches that have come to be settled onto the point in pop culture. 60s and 70s cinema might be trying to educate in this regard and make you aware of certain pieces of history, but these pictures are all about bucking convention. You think you know what witches are? Well, think again! <laughs> I, I suppose it's only appropriate that the film from this era that would turn its back on the rest of these movies and strive to make witches fear again uh would come out at the end of the decade in 1999 eduardo sanchez's and daniel myrick's blair witch project a bare bones found footage film chronicling a number of campers investigating old folk tale about a local witch brought the horror back to witchcraft so much of what makes blair witch project endlessly terrifying is the fact that you only see disparate pieces of all of it you're given more than enough details to pull together the occulty storyline and figure out what all the creepy evidence means but that's enough um but yeah this article goes on and i think that's i think that's really true i don't think until you get to something like the witch yeah or you know like that was i say the witch you yeah. ba- you barely see her in the witch yeah um, and that and that kind of again is makes her spooky and like right. m- mysterious um, i was thinking he didn't mention practical magic no i mean he I, I'm, it's weird he didn't actually it's funny yeah. because i i saw the movie i thought it was fine it was okay like God bless. I mean, there's there's one scene that makes that movie. It's Docker Channing and Diane Weiss, like singing was... "Lime in the Coconut." Yeah, yeah. I want them, like, God bless Sandra and Nicole, but, yeah, sorry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, because in that movie, again, that's, like, modern, whatever, like, kind of every day, no big deal. But then, the, but then at the end, on Halloween, they, like, dress up in the full pointy right. hat thing, and, like, they jump down from the... I was like, huh. Um, also, I, I did want to give a shout-out to other other witches um, in history, because this also does bring up that uh, around the 2000s, they're, you know, they're... Drag Me to Hell contains, like, a, a Romany witch. Yeah. And uh, Lords of Salem, which was Rob Zombie's independent um, snooze fest. Uh, <laughs> it's not I good. love snooze fest that are independent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, Be proud of your work. Which bums me out, because there's so many good, like, old, like older actors. Like, Patricia Quinn from the Rocky Horror Picture shows love in that. that. Like, um, but uh, also, and I, I missed this before as I was going through... Uh, also, what's great, too, is, like, uh, experiencing the sort of old world witches when you remove the American context. And I think the person who really sort of does that the best would be Dara Argento's 70s uh, witch films, um, Suspiria. I saw that. Inferno. Oh, you saw Suspiria? I love Suspiria. I saw Suspiria. I wrote um, down my, Weird Italian. <laughs> my, fa- my favorite of them is, because uh, he actually made a third film in the early 2000s. I'm one of the few people who liked it. It's okay. called uh, Mother of Tears or The Third Mother. Uh, depending on which language you're speaking, and um, Italian or English, and uh, and it's good. It's not as good as the rest of them, but it's like Terra Gento, like 
in the best sort of modern context because the guy has sort of forgotten how to make movies. Um, and uh, but like uh, Suspiria is really great, and then Inferno is actually my f- I think my favorite Darragento film, and it's literally because he's like not interested in plot in that movie. Right. He's like he introduces a witch, and then like the physics go out the window in that film. Love that. Like there's a there's like a 13 minute scene in which a a woman like swims through a house that's underwater and never comes up for air, and you're just like you just go with it. Yeah, you're, you're just like, like, you're like yeah, yeah, sure, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's spooky and ethereal, and like I I do love that but yeah like and what's cool about the context of that is that those sort of witches even though clearly influenced by hollywood because i really think hollywood like i don't i don't want to give hollywood too much credit but like i think in terms of uh crafting pop culture have have really like obviously have a ton of influence around the world and uh, i think der argento when he decided to make his witch trilogy or at least the first two in the 70s um he decided to like sort of buck that trend and go for a much old world style of witches. And there was also, I mean, Suspiria, I thought was supremely campy. Yes. Like, well, the, okay. Weird fact about Suspiria while we're on it. Um, he wrote it as though that all the characters are supposed to be 11 year old girls. And then, (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. And then then he was told he couldn't cast that young. So what he decided to do was not change the script, but move all the doorknobs on the doors to eye level. Holy and so, shit. like, if you watch the movie, like, all the doorknobs on the door. So, like, all these, like, 30-something women, like, well, 20, late 20s, yeah. early 30s, are doing, like, these ridiculous, like, there's this whole scene where they stick their tongues out at each other. Yeah. And, like, yeah. um, it, they're playing 11-year-olds. Oh, my God. I didn't know. I, I, yeah. I thought, I was like, this is, like, a really weird movie where they're, like, being, like, kind of mean and bullying each other. And I was like, these? It makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> wow. Um, really quick, I also want to mention... All the kitty movies that are out there about witches. Yeah. The fucking Olsen twins, uh, Bubble Double, Bubble. Double Double. Uh, bubble Double. It's Bubble Bubble. It's bubble Bubble? Boil it. Wouldn't a Double Double make more sense since they're fucking twins? You know what? Who can ever know? <laughs> so is it Double Double bo- Boil or Bubble in Trouble or no? You guys get it. Bubble Bubble yeah. Double in Trouble? Whatever. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, the aforementioned Twitches, which is Tia and Tamara Mari. Oh, as that's a real fucking thing? Teen Witches. Oh my god. Um, the of course, uh, magical, beautiful, wonderful Halloween Town trilogy quadrology. I think this is quadrology because uh, I think they changed like... the girl for the fourth one. I oh, think. did they really? Yeah. Um, um, I've only seen the first one because I have a niece that's of age. I don't know why you've seen them, Louie. Um, because <laughs> uh, oh my god, I'm gonna kill myself if I don't remember her name. What's the the grandma's? Uh, uh, it's Debbie Carrie, Reynolds. Yeah, Debbie Reynolds is a fucking yeah. like grandma. So how yeah. dare you? <laughs> Cinematic magic. You know, dear, if I'm not mistaken, this is Marnie's thirteenth Halloween. Mm, wonderfully lucky number thirteen. Totally. Yes, I'm well aware of what number it is, Mother. Hey, look, a pentagram. Wow. Lon Chaney had one of these on his palm when he got bitten by that werewolf. So he did. I've always said the movies can teach us about life. Also, the Showtime original movie, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which then led us to the groundbreaking Mm -hmm. sitcom. Yes, the TGIF standard gold, uh, yeah, which gave us Melissa Joan Hart. Yes. Yeah, I mean, closer explains it all gave us Melissa Joan Hart. You're a baby. I remember the show. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so the, uh, I think I just want to mention there's a lot of, uh, fun young yes. children things so, out there. So I think that the sort of thesis is, is, uh, you know, which, witchcraft in, on film has sort of grown over time. It, it's, 
you know, but it can stand for so much for certain elements. It's, it's female empowerment yeah. for other elements. It's, it's just strictly about growing up. Uh, and for other elements, it's, it's like li- good versus evil. Yeah, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of like good witches. I'm a white witch. I'm a black witch. Yeah. And like good versus evil. Which is, which is such a strange concept because I, I think that's what like separates witches from, the other, like, you know, like, when you talk about Universal Studios monsters, it's a lot like Frankenstein's monster and Dracula, and the, and there were no witches, and I think right. that's because it's sort of, like, anybody can be a witch, yeah. and also, like, it's, you know, stemming back to the Wizard of Oz, like, clearly there is this idea that there are good witches and bad witches, right. and I know that's an idea that existed prior to Wizard of Oz, but I think that, like, in popular culture, that's what people sort of think about. Yeah, and there's also, I mean, and I, <laughs> don't at me, but I saw the movie Beautiful Creatures... Um, oh, I saw it in the theater. So uh, if you want, you want to, you want to get not added uh, at me. Apparently, <laughs> don't add Gavin. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, is this movie like not as bad as I thought it was gonna be? Um, because Viola Davis is in it, Emma Thompson's in it, Emma Jeremy Thompson I- just collecting paychecks, right. just like because her character is like, I, I, you know what? I'm not even mad at the movie. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm kind of enjoying this. Um, but all this to say that in that movie, they're like, ugh. Don't call us wizards and witches. Call us casters. <laughs> you know, and I feel like there's a lot of popular culture out there that's like, we don't want to deal with the baggage of like being called like a quote unquote witch because the connotation there is the pointy hat and the nose and all that shit. And no, there's like people who like do magic and spells and yeah. like, and the, the, that's kind of a cop out. Like there's, I mean, but that's to say like the, the idea of a witch is so amorphous. Yeah. And it is really anything for anyone and, and you can just like write whatever and it, you and want. And it is, it is so, sort of crazy that like, you know, like it's certain interpretations, they're like Satan worshippers and other interpretations, right. like, like modern, modern, uh, as I mentioned up front, like we're not here to insult anybody, but the, mo- the modern version of which is, you know, I have nothing to do with that. And I have no, right. n- nothing to do with Christian religion at all. Right. But it's just funny that like, that's so ingrained to some people that it's, that it's like devil worship and other people, literally it's about the earth and there, empowerment. Yeah, and saying, like, like, there's like a very earthy yeah. feeling to a lot of, uh, or not a lot, but to many, I mean, I think in the craft, um, there is like Manon. Yeah, Manon, <laughs> which is fake. Yeah, um, which is super fake. The main actress in that movie, she's Robin Tunney. Yeah, she's Fruzabalk. Both, you know, both my faves. Um, the bad witch. Yeah, Robin Rob Fruzabalk. She's yeah. an actual uh, Wicca. Yeah, and I think I I like did research, and she was like, yeah, I helped out, like you know, blah blah. blah. But I think they wanted to make something up just to like have a yeah. bad guy character yeah, yeah. thing. Um. But yeah, I, I feel like in that movie, especially, there's a lot of like earthiness, but then also like it, it deviates to like the dark Satan stuff also. Right, so right. there's a lot of like different shades of w- witchcraft, um, that it, like that a lot of movies explore. So if you like, if you want to get into like watching a ton of witch movies for Halloween, there are so many out there and so many really good choices. Yeah. Um, so maybe we should go ahead and move into our five star reviews just to give people an idea of some of the things we watch. It's hard for me. So I, I watched a lot of movies and I, I, you know, I enjoyed, I, like I said, I kind of enjoyed Beautiful Creatures. Um, if you pick it, you're leaving. <laughs> right. Um, I think The Witches of Eastwick is so fun. I fucking love The Witches so, of Eastwick. So fun. Like Cher just the, being amazing. The, Michelle Pfeiffer being amazing. Susan uh, Sarandon. Amazing. Being amazing. Jack Nicholson. Doing Jack Nicholson. Being Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, fine, yeah exactly. You don't understand, Daryl. You know, it's a small town. We have not done anything wrong. Why should we stop seeing each other? You know, Clyde says that Felicia has visions. Why is it always women who have visions? Well, he says she sees the devil here in Eastwick. <gasps> Why would he bother? I mean, if you were the devil, would you come to Eastwick? 
Oh, I don't know. Poor Felicia. Poor Felicia. Poor Felicia, darling. She's talked to the mother of every one of my students. I've had 12 cancellations this week. I've lost my job. People are telling Carol her mother's a dyke. You're being sued for I don't know how many millions. Yes, that is inconvenient. Uh, this woman is not kidding with her medieval morality. I, I just think Suki is right. Maybe we should just stop. Maybe she should stop. Oh, you gals can't be serious. I mean, we're a family. Just What's for a, fa a while until things settle down. Don't let her get to you. Have a cherry. The craft I hadn't seen in a long while, and I was like, you know what? It still holds up. Yeah. Makes me want to go to Hot Topic, but yeah. I watch the craft every year. So, so like, good. Yeah. So good. Um, but like, hands down, how dare you even come for me? Like, my pick is Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I mean, I saw this coming. Right. I saw, like, like, I don't, I was like, what should I pick? Maybe I should like be cool. No, it's Hocus Pocus, guys. <laughs> Like how dare you? Um, so I let's let's dig a little deeper into why. I mean, I don't think there's there will be many people in this audience that have not seen Hocus Pocus, but I mean, you can feel free to describe the plot. But I also just want to dig a little deeper as to what makes it so special for you, because this is a movie that goes ahead and involves the Salem witch trials, right? Tries to bring that history forward, right. but then is just like Bye. playful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this movie, I mean, up and down. It is a comedy. Um, of just like tour de force performances from like our three main witches, uh, Kathy and Jimmy, who plays Mary, Sarah Jessica Parker, who plays Sarah, and, uh, Bette Midler, who plays Winifred. Winifred! Um, they are the Sanderson Winnie. sisters. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> and it's so, so fucking good. Pitch perfect. Like, I, I remember watching this as a child on like VHS or something at a friend's house. And I was like, this is the best Disney original movie I've ever seen. And then like, it literally wasn't until like high school. Someone was like, no, that goes out in theaters. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, that came out I, in my head. I was like, the budget for this original movie is so good. How did they get bet to do this? Um, but yeah, so if you don't know, Hocus Pocus came out in 1993. It came out the same day Free Willy came out. Uh, did it really? Yeah. I did not know that. And it came out in the summer. Oh, what? Yeah, in the summer. And um, because I guess, I don't know, marketing isn't real right. back in so, the 90s. So I would have been 10. So I would have been like prime age to see this movie. Yeah. And I, I actually showed this to my then four-year-old nephew and seven-year-old niece last year because I was like, this is appropriate. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, this movie is appropriate for everyone, but right. also it sneaks in so many adult jokes. Yes. When I first watched it, did I know what a virgin was? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I was like, oh, he's like pure of heart. That's what that means. <laughs> Um, so essentially the movie uh, is set up in the way that you first meet these witches and they're kind of like old and gross and they steal away a little girl to um, steal her soul or suck her, 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 her youth. Her youth, yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume it's some sort of soul transfer. As right, because well, they just want to like live forever and be beautiful. Um, they get caught, they turn Zachary Binks into a cat. Um and she has a spell that says, you know, a virgin on the full moon of All Hallows' Eve will light the black flame candle and they will be reborn again. And cut 300 years later and um, this teen, is his name? His name's not Zach. No, it's, but the, the guy that played him, fuck, Omri Katz. Omri Katz, yeah. Yeah, played, is from um, uh, Erie, Indiana, which was one of my favorite yeah. shows growing up as a kid, but... Um, What's his name? Max. His Max. name is Max. Yes. Duh, it's the 90s. Of course yeah. it's Max. Um, and I was, like, literally in my head, I was, like, listen. I was hearing Thora Birch yell, Max! 
sucks. Um, Thor Birch is like the young uh, uh, so sister. Thor, Thor Birch is impossibly young, yeah. especially if you count the years between that and American Beauty. <laughs> she, anyways, <laughs> truly. <laughs> like, um, and he has just moved from um, L.A. Uh, Hollywood. Like the the bullets call him Hollywood, and it's amazing. They steal his shoes, right? And one of them his name's Ice. Yes. As, oh my god. As, yes. Um, yeah. And he, like, doesn't believe in, like, Hocus Pocus and Halloween. It's so stupid and dumb. But, like, uh-oh, there's a hot girl. And he just wants to, like, grab her yabos. And so... <laughs> That's right, yabos. <laughs> and so the, he decides to, like, he's going to show off to her. And so they go to the um, the old house where the Sanderson sisters lived. Um, he lights it because he's like, whatever. There's three old hags. How, like, how hard could it be? It's like, yeah. thrash, whatever. And then they fucking come back. And just antics ensue. Um, so, like, if you were to light the black flame candle now, we'd be fine. We'd be totally fine. Yeah, yeah. Totally fine. Yeah. Uh, they would, like, go further into the curse. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what would happen? Reverse if, effect. Right, right. Like, it's like, if, what if someone's, like, a slut and just <laughs> lights the candle? Curse over. Curse over. Um, this movie is just so fucking hilarious. When it originally came out in 1983, like I said, it came out in the summer, and it just flopped. Yeah, it wasn't, um, a, it wasn't a hit at all. Ebert gave it one star. Yeah. Entertainment Weekly gave it a C minus. Um, they said that there was like, the plot was confusing, that it was, you know, just a mishmash of things. It didn't make sense. Right. Um, it was directed by Kenny Ortega. Kenny Chore- Ortega. Choreographer. Who also, a uh, mastermind behind the high school musical franchise. Yes. Yeah. Mastermind's uh, a good word. So, <laughs> I mean, you're welcome. Like, I don't know what you expected. He also did, um, he did Michael Jackson's last yeah. one. Yeah. He also did, um, the last. This is it. This, oh, yeah. Okay. He also did, um, I want to say, like, either, um, what was the, the Rocky Horror? Yeah, that's right. He did thing. the Rocky Horror remake, and he yeah. like I remember reading an interview with him, and I was so fucking pissed off with him because I do I've seen some of his choreography, and he's he's a very talented choreographer, and his like excuse for not doing Rocky Horror alive, which would have like I yeah. think uh, helped, amazing, yeah, because it's fucking awful. The the TV version that came out last year was. He was like, oh, the choreography is too complicated. There's one dance song in that movie. Mess. There's one dance song and the instructions are in it. You know what? <laughs> You're right. Um, also, he also choreographed Xanadu. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I should just take every rad right. thing I said Right, back. so fuck off, Gavin. <laughs> um, so the film made $39 million when it first came out. Um Though, from the years 2008 to 2013, it made $8 million just from DVD sales. Um, in 2009, ABC Family aired it as part of their, uh, 13 Days of Halloween, and it had got the highest, um, ratings that they have ever received. 2.5 million people clocked in to, to watch Hocus Pocus. Um, and that is, so this movie was a flop and no one liked it, but then because of the magic of VHS and DVD and ABC Family, more and more people started watching it. I think it also is just such a family-friendly, all-ages group experience. It's, like, kind of a go-to. Bette Midler is also undeniable. That fucking I Put a Spell on You song is amazing. And she has said many, many times that she would love to do a sequel. And because the, like, the lead wants to do a sequel, you'd think that they could get one made. So, luckily, this year, they announced that they're going to do a TV remake without the original Without them, without them. So, I'm not looking forward to that. No, No, that sounds like the worst. Um, before we move on to your pick, I just want to say Leonardo DiCaprio was offered the lead role. Really? Uh, I did not know. And he turned it down to do, um... Titanic. <laughs> right. No. He turned it down to do, um, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh, okay. Um, and also... That's a good move. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. Debatable. No, no, no offense. Like... Um... <laughs> 
where's Max now? Uh, <laughs> um, and Rosie O'Donnell was um, give, um, offered the role of Mary, and she turned it down because she didn't want to play a witch. Um, which honestly. I, I think Kathleen Jamie is so fucking funny. She really she's is. She's so good in this movie. I would, I would genuinely not want to replace any of those three. No. I think it's, I think Kathleen Jamie's insanely funny in it. I think Bette Midler is like, like, it's beyond scene stealing. She, like, yeah. she's the focus of every scene she's in. And I think Sarah Jessica Parker, hands down, never looked hotter. Right. She looks hot. And, <laughs> and like, and this, and this, like the, com- talk about complicated feelings as a child when she's like singing to hypnotize yeah. children. I was like, you know what? I will come away with you. You're like, I would follow her. <laughs> yeah. This movie is just hilarious. Also, it just takes a lot of tropes about um being a, a, what a witch is and it turns on his head. There's yeah. like moments where they're all laughing together. Like, it, and it, it's scary at moments and like are spooky and creepy and then it's like completely the switch turns and it's like the tension diffuses and it's hilarious. Um, I also want to mention th- this movie is a lot also all about, um, uh, siblings and relationships yeah. with siblings. There's three sibling relationships in this movie. There is, um, Zachary and his, uh, sister who, you know, was, uh, taken by the witches. They're the actual witches. And then there uh, is Max, Max and, and his sister and his sister. And I think it, Max and his sister obviously learn a lot from Zachary and, um, and that's kind of what the movie is all about. Um, yeah, th- there's the- a there's a strong story there. There is. And I know that's like I know that sounds crazy to be like, oh, this kid's film, but there's a a nice message in the film. There about- is, and it, it's just kind of like a, I'm trying to just defend from like Roger Ebert and whoever was like, fuck this movie. There's no story here, and but there is, and um. Winnie at the very end says, oh, Max at the end takes the potion himself instead of sacrificing his sister, and. When he says, you sacrifice yourself instead of giving up your sister, like, what an idiot or whatever. Right. And it's like, you could, she doesn't give a fuck about her sisters. Like, they die. She's like, I need the potion because I'm going to live. Fuck my sisters. And, you know, uh, so lovely lesson, America. Hocus Pocus. Watch it. <laughs> Do you have a, f- a favorite moment or favorite line from Hocus Pocus real quick? There's a lot. The oh man, there's so much. There's the amok, 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 amok. <laughs> Hallow's Eve has become a night of frolic. Oh. Where children wear costumes and run Um, There's the moment when... I'm, and a lot of them now are, that are coming to me are like Sarah Jessica Parker-centric, which is weird. Um, the, when they they push her out into the road and she's like, oh, Tis firm! <laughs> Tis firm as stone! Uh, um, the moment when... Oh, when they go and meet... Um, the devil and uh, the devil, the, his wife. And- yes, that are that are played by. Um, oh, shit, I just their brother Gary, and sister, Gary yeah. Marshall and, and Penny Pe- Marshall and Penny Marshall were brother and sister in real right. life, but playing a married couple. Yeah, and it's acting. Yeah, <laughs> acting. And that the scene where Kathy Jimmy is watching TV and the commercial for like Downy or whatever comes on and she starts screaming. So fucking good. Like literally, anytime where Kathy Jimmy says. Uh, they, uh. It's hard to like pin anything down, like because even when she opens the window, like what a glorious morning! Yes, <laughs> and then she like closes, and she's like, "It's awful" or whatever. All right, my so, turn now. So, so good. I mean, we could go on forever about we this could, movie. We could. Um, so my pick. Uh, I was saying uh, this was harder for me because, um, unlike Bunny Cop films, I loved every second of this. Uh, so I will. Uh, you know. Watch a ton of movies. I think every, everything has merits and everything's so different because it's such a wide variety. Uh, I mentioned Rosemary's Baby up top. I think Rosemary, you know, regardless of Roman Polanski, who's the scumbag, uh, like, 
that movie is so good. And I think part of it is weirdly enough, like he's as a filmmaker, he didn't know how to make an adaptation and he thought that he had to make the book word for word. And like the movie is essentially the book and Ira Levin, like book is like just on the screen and it like everybody's performance in it is, is really amazing. And, uh, it's dark, spooky, perfect for Halloween. Uh, but I want to go with some things a little different and I kind of, put myself in the corner with a tie. How so, dare you? Yeah. So if you don't mind, I'll do this kind of quickly. Um, they're both a little unconventional. And um, uh, so I'll go with the darker one first, then I'll go with the lighter one that way. Um, so 1970s one's The Devils, which is uh, a film by um, uh, Ken Russell. Um, Ken Russell, if you've never seen a Ken Russell film, is like makes the most opulent films, like, huge, grandiose, their designs. Like, he made a movie after this, like, a light-hard musical called The Boyfriend, because he was like, I don't want to fucking deal with this darkness anymore. <laughs> and like, um, but The the Witches is, uh, I mean, The the, the Devils is uh, more about um, religion and, like, the, the way, like, uh, religion in the, like, 17th century could lead to like paranoia and boredom and, um, and also, um, uh, uh, decadence. And so Oliver Reed stars in it. He's, uh, he's Father Grandier and he's like a priest who like has really unorthodox beliefs about religion and like he has sex with the women in the town and he impregnates one. And then there's this nun, Sister, uh, Janine played by Vanessa Redgrave. Um, and she really, really wants to bone him so bad. And then she finds out that he's secretly been married. And so she decides to claim that he is a witch and he comes to her at night and has possessed her. And like, this involves Cardinal Richelieu, who like from history was already a real bad guy. If you've ever read any of the like three musketeers novels, like Colonel, no one likes Cardinal Richelieu. Um, and like he goes to Louis the 13th, who's in this movie portrayed as completely decadent. He dresses up as a woman. He like, um, sends prisoners dressed as blackbirds out so he can shoot them and kill Uh them. Like normal things. Yeah. Normal normal things. He's, he's definitely like office rocker. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so they send in a witch finder, uh, who is essentially an exorcist and he's there and he starts, like, he goes to the nunnery and he starts fucking shit up. He starts giving nuns, like, uh, uh, enemas and yeah. like, yeah, like literally just like drives them into a hysteria to a point in which there's like an orgy in which they tear down a cross and like start rubbing their genitals on Jesus's face. And like, it is an insane, like, it is a movie all about insanity. In fact, like, Oliver Reed is away for most of this movie because he's off getting married. Then he comes back and he comes, he's like, what the fuck? fuck is going on um and uh he comes back and they have a trial and it just leads to like this mass hysteria and it's all because everybody's so fucking bored and so like devout and like and and it's they just want something to happen they want something to happen and that's literally what it is it's like everybody has their own motive but it's all driven by this like boredom boredom there's no actual witch there's no the, actual witch they in the movies, just, but like the hysteria that comes from the idea that there and is there's a an, witch and the accusation that yeah. he is a witch yeah and do you think most of it's because people want to get fucked Yes, well, absolutely. That's right. the other reason is like, you know, like, it, there's a, there's another character, young nun, who's also obsessed with Oliver Reed, and she like comes to him crying, and she's like trying, she's like, I'm having impure thoughts, and he's like, um, He's like, well, say it's 10 Hail Marys. And she's like, but I love you. Him. I love him. Like, it's like, yeah, it's everybody is. She's like, I don't want to do 10 Hail Marys. Right. It's like, just go to town on me. Yeah, God. exactly. And, and so a lot of it is, you know, like there's, 
I mean, there's a part in it where he's, when he's like being sentenced to the stake and like he's been lit on fire and the, the woman that he impregnated has had her baby and her father like lifts the baby up and he's like, watch, it's not every day. Like a bastard gets to watch their father burn. Like oh the whole this... movie is intense and it's, it's two hours and it's too long. And I'll, I'll give it that, but it's, it's worth it. Derek Jarman, uh, dearly departed Derek Jarman did the scenic design and it's some of the most intense, like beautiful sets I've ever seen. Like it's, it's amazing filmmaking. The the first time they even discuss bringing in the witch hunter. Um, there's this great scene of these five different priests talking about it and it keeps showing them in single shots. So you have no idea, like you get a sense of the space of the room they're in, but you have no idea like where they are in the room. Yeah. And when it finally pulls out to reveal, they're literally all huddled in like touching each other's heads. Father Mignon's evidence holds the most promise. It must be substantiated, of course. But if it is a genuine case of possession by devils, and if Grandier himself was proved to be involved, then yes, I think it bears investigation, gentlemen. I shall be only too happy to supply you with any medical advice, Baron. And I will comment on any chemical or biological manifestations. <laughs> May I attend uh, as a disinterested party? Father? Certainly. If this is a genuine case, then the more the matter. <laughs> She's already complaining of spasmodic swelling of the belly. Fascinating. Not unusual. Sense of forced pregnancy. Known it before. Nothing to do with the devil. Wind. Conjecture is useless. We need a professional witch hunter. We must send for Father Barre. It's the weirdest, but it's because of this hyped up religion and this this denial of their own sexuality and the and this boredom and it's it's all brilliant from start to end and i highly recommend it there's a severely cut version that exists normally out there um because it was rated x when it came out um because genitalia is in crosses yep absolutely got it and there's a lot of genitalia from both genders uh in the film and uh uh, this is what I came for. Yeah, I recently Shudder, which is a, a horror movie, sort of like Netflixy type service, uh, released the uncut version of America for the first time. Um, so you can watch it on that. Uh, but yeah, it's, I love it. <laughs> I genuinely loved it. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna pick it, but like, I was just like, you know, because that's sort of what I mean by witches is a broad category. Cause as you mentioned, there are no actual witches in the movie, right. but the, there's the accusation of witches and there's also a oh, witch, witch hunter. hunter, um, which is a lot of like, Fun is perhaps the wrong word, but it's so over the top and right. so like, um, yeah. And then the other one is could not be more different. Uh-huh. Um, it's from the 1950s. It's 1958's Bell Book and Candle, and it's a romantic comedy. Love that. Yeah. Um, did you have you did you see this? I did at not all? see it. So it's in a way it shares like a common heritage. With, share share. <laughs> no, it shares a common heritage with the movie I Married a Witch, which is another one I really love. Right. I like um, and. Uh, what it is is Kim Novak plays a witch, and in this movie, um, witches are sort of like, um, I guess, I guess an easy way for the audience to understand is they're more like Harry Potter, where they're like born a witch. Right, right. Um, they're just like people, but they just have powers and whatnot. But it's, but it's very tempting to use your, your witchly powers and you shouldn't use it for personal gain. And there's all these like random little rules that you find out during the movie, like witches can't drive and witches can't cry. And, um, like they can't or they shouldn't. They can't. Physically cannot cry. Yeah. And the main rule is, is they can't fall in love or else they'll become human. And that's something they don't want to do because then they would lose their powers. Dramatics. Um, so Kim Novak plays, uh, a character named, um, 
Jillian who lives in Greenwich Village and she like she like went to college and she was like an African studies major oh, like okay. so she runs a store that sells like African art and like, like she's an anthropologist essentially in the building lives James Stewart uh and he's uh plays a character named Shepard Henderson Shep for short um and she meets him the very first scene starts at Christmas so I can understand if you don't want to watch this for Halloween but Christmas doesn't last very long in the film but um she's in her store and she's like I'm bored and she's talking to her cat uh, Piwacket. Piwacket. Pie who's uh-huh. the best character in the film. Um, and she has this cat and she's like, I want to meet someone new. How about my upstairs neighbor? Piwacket, will you get him for me? And, um, he's, so Piwacket, her cat is her familiar. Um, and so the first thing that happens, James Stewart comes home and he finds Elsa Lanchester, actor, amazing actress from her time. She's, you've seen her in a lot of things and I know, like, I can't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head okay. other than The Bride of Frankenstein, in which she's the bride. Right. But uh, but she was a great comedic actor. She uh, She's just one of my favorite actors of all time. She um, She's in his apartment. It turns out she's Kim Novak's aunt. And she's there. Um, she's enchanting his phone. And so, like, he, he, like, can't use his phone. So he goes downstairs to the store and introduces himself gotcha. to Kim Novak. Um, and you find out, like, you know, she invites him out to this club. And it's this witchy-type club. And everything's Ooh. in bongos. And there's... Bongos. Uh, yeah. It's it's very... It's, like, a very strange... It's, it's very witchy. There's bongos. There's bongos. And it's, it's just really... It's really funny because it's, like the the universe it's created for its witches i think is is like very unique and very strange and they're they're exotic but not exotic because they're also like really normal people her aunt elsa lanchester and also her cousin um who's played by a very very young um jack lemon prior to him getting his lead roles and he's so fucking good and he's like very playful and just like i can use my powers whenever you know something you know what i used to wonder as a kid Huh? Oh, I always used to wonder why all through history, witches were continually poor when you think they could get whatever they wanted. It's only because they weren't any good at it any more than we are. <laughs> we can turn out streetlights, but we can't make anything turn to gold. Gil well, could. She could hex the entire stock market if she wanted to, but she's scared. She's afraid of the repercussions. No, Nikki, I just say you don't know what this kind of thing can do to you if you go too far. Oh, records. Oh, Gil, wonderful. Gee, they're fine. I don't have a phonograph anymore. Well, you'll find you have one when you get home. Oh, now, Gil, that's too much. Really? Did did, did you get it for me? Did you witch it or did you pay for it? None of your business, Yeah, but tell me anyway. You mustn't ask that, Nicky. It's like asking what it cost. This is lovely, Gillian. (laughs) What does it do? Makes you look fascinating. You mean? No, Auntie, it has no powers. I just thought it was pretty. Oh, it is. It's very pretty. But essentially, she she wants James Stewart uh, to to have a round. She knows she can't fall in love with him, so right. she's just like, "Oh, you're you're hot. And you're this fuck buddy." Like, and he she gets introduced to his fiance, who's a nemesis from college. So she's oh, man. so she decides I'm going to cast a love spell on him and make him love me. Um, so he it, he like breaks up with his fiance. And she makes him love him. Like, they lose time. They end up on top of the Flatiron building. And he's like, how did we get here? And she's like, the Empire State Building wouldn't let us in. And it's so good. She like, the, the one of the best Kim Novak roles. And it's funny because both of them had just got done making Vertigo. Okay. Um. So, like, completely different yeah. relationship with each other. Um. And like I said, she's very strong, very tough. And it's very, like, 
two thirds of the movie are very feminist forward thinking. You know, she never wears shoes anywhere. Like she's just totally like she's that. a woman who knows what she wants. And it's to be barefoot. Yeah. And, um, uh, but of course, eventually she falls in love with him right. and she begins to lose her powers and he gets a little resentful that like she tells, she ends up telling him the truth that like he only loves her because of a love spell and like it pisses him off. And then they end up with each other in the end and she loses all her powers. And, but it's funny because, uh, when she starts to lose her powers, the one thing that happens, Piwacket runs away and it's very Kiki's delivery service where like, yeah, Piwacket can't, you know, he comes back eventually, but he's not as pleased. And, um, it's, it's just a lot of fun. And like, I, I wish the, I, I almost wish for the end that they, they didn't end up together. Um, which is sort of, I, I don't know. It's a, for a 1958, it's a very right. forward thinking movie for the first two thirds. And right. I, I made like I rewatched it and it made me a little nervous at first. Cause I was like, Oh, I feel like maybe, some of this is a little outdated and it is, but I also think like, it's important for you to like watch it from that perspective and yeah. be like, some of these concepts are outdated. Uh, Kim Novak's really amazing. I mean, it's amazing cast altogether. Uh, Piwak at the cat. They, when the movie came out, it was like a big deal that they, when they were making the movie, it was like, they put it out in all the papers and they did this nas- nationwide search for Piwak at the cat. <laughs> and it was this big publicity stunt. Um, and it's what makes it even better is in the end, Piwak, it's not one cat. Piwak, it is 12 cats. Jesus. Cause yeah, cause you can't train cats. Right. <laughs> um, they're like, well, fuck these cats. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I highly recommend it. It's so good. And the, the witchcraft in it's so much fun and like it's like a lot of it's really subtle like at one point when when she first tells James Stewart um why he's in love with her like when he gets mad and he's angry and he's like uh but he doesn't, but he doesn't necessarily believe her. And she hasn't shown him anything to like prove that she's a witch. Right. And she's like, well, then you can't leave this room. He tries to leave the room. And like, he like walks out of the room and walks back and he's like, taxi. What? Like, you know, so like, <laughs> yeah. And I, I like the fact, cause it was based off a of stage play. I like the fact that none of the witchcraft is like super, super duper crazy. Right. It's like all very like things appear and disappear. And like, that's it. Yeah. Like cute tricks. But yeah. Gorgeous Kim Novak, J- James Stewart, in his last um, romantic comedy role. He never uh, led a romantic comedy after that because he was too old. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's a, it's really fantastic. So, um, but that being said, let's move into our one star reviews. So there's a brand of these movies um, that is like action, straight dudes, and um, I, I skipped most of them. So I mean, I probably should have picked one for I these, but. I watched Season of the Witch and I watched Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Yeah, that movie's real bad. Okay, but I will say, like, guilty pleasure, like they balls to the wall. We're like, we're gonna make a hard rated R like action adventure about witches. I was like, they're popping heads off. They're saying fuck all the time. I was like minimum it's a very bad movie that is like gutsy right minimum that's i I, wasn't like you know great but whatever that's uh, no i agree i mean there were bits of it that i had fun i know some people who genuinely like it but i mean i was like these witches are like running around real fast doing crazy things it was like this is an action movie um there's also like what was uh the 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 last witch hunter with vin diesel um and season of the witch with uh, nick cage and ron perlman um, also, Claire Foy's in that movie. Oh. Look at her now. Yeah. Um, those are all awful garbage. Not my brand of movie at all, ever in life. Do not want to watch any more of them. But through all of that, Bewitched is so fucking bad. Yeah. I could not believe 
Nora Ephron, what the fuck and happened? And that was her final film, too. What the fuck happened? Yeah. 2005's Bewitched, starring Will Ferrell and Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman as... Um, Samantha Stevens. Yeah, as Samantha. And she was mostly fine, I guess. She could, like, kind of do the nose thing enough yeah. for me to believe it. Um, but just the entire, like, synthesis of this movie is fucking weird. They decided... To not remake the actual, like, conceit of the show, but rather make a movie about Hollywood trying to make a reboot of the right. show, but also, side note, witches are real, and the girl that they cast, And they're exactly like the witches from the TV show. Right. It's like, the movie it tries to, like, have its cake and eat it too. They're like, well, we're gonna do something different. We're putting a twist right. on it. Well, you have to understand, this is sort of the, the like high era of um uh Charlie Kaufman and whatnot. Like it's like, oh let's go meta and right. try and make it deeper. This movie reminded me a lot of Hollywood Homicide, which we talked briefly about in the Buddy Cop yeah. um episode, because this movie just loves itself so much and is like thinking in its head, it's like we're throwing off so much stuff that lots of people are gonna love this. There's like Steve Carell comes in for a little bit. I will admit the Steve Carell scene is the one scene in the movie I genuinely really like because but that's that's the part like so the the movie itself falls apart in the end because then it starts to really just become the show. Like the show. Um and Steve Carell shows up as Uncle Arnold, right. is it? Yeah. Uh, which was a character played by Paul Lind on the original show. You're my favorite character. I know. <sighs> What the hell's going on? You need help. Your love life's a mess, buddy boy. I know. I, I am miserable. So am I. I have been in reruns for 32 years. I need the sizzle of prime time. I need to get this show back on the air. Paul Lind was um, never expressly out, but like as gay as can be. Like there's a very, very famous story about when he did um, Bye Bye Birdie and then the, the after party, everybody like gave like... Uh, the severe congrats to Anne Margaret. Everybody mentioned Anne, Anne Margaret in their good night and their like goodbye speech. And Paul Lynn famously got up to make a speech and began it by saying, "Well, I guess I'm the only one here who doesn't want to fuck Anne Margaret." <laughs> um, and uh, Steve Carell's um, impersonation of Paul Lynn. Paul Lynn is so pitch perfect, but also doesn't make any sense. Right. The entire movie just like it's it's hard to like kind of follow. She's she doesn't want to be a witch anymore because. Because why? I don't even know. Daddy. What's going on, Isabel? I'm moving here. To the valley? Why on earth would you do that? Because it's normal. You're normal. I know, I know, but I'm not going to be one anymore. You have no choice in the matter. It's what you are. Orange is a great color. Orange is happy. Happy? Why don't we just paint it yellow? We can't paint it yellow. We're going to paint the bathroom yellow. Since (gasps) when are we painting the bathroom yellow? We're arguing about paint. Yes, I can see that. I want to argue about paint. With whom? With someone. A man? Yes. Oh, Isabel. I'm through with warlocks. They're all just like you. Even when you and Mother were married, you were always casting spells on other women. Your life is total instant gratification, Daddy. It's fantastic, isn't it? No, no, it's not. Because how do you know that anyone really loves you for yourself? It's like those rich men who are never really sure why women sleep with them. But women sleep with them, so it's not really a problem. She's like, you know, I'm going to be a normal human being and do things myself. But then, like, there's scenes where she's, like, trying to, like, plug in her cable. And it's so hard. And uh, and I'm just going to do magic now instead. And her, like, dad, I think it's her dad, is, like, um, played by um, 
Michael Caine. Yes. Um, he like is like, but why? And also, and who's who plays the grandma? Um, was it uh, Shirley MacLaine? It's Shirley MacLaine. Yeah. And she's like also kind of, and uh, witches are closeted in this world. Um, the entire Hollywood aspect of it is really disgusting and gross. The movie is just so, 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 so devoid of any joy yeah. or like happiness. And, and none of the jokes land. Like, none of the jokes land. Like that's the you, really big thing. They make you making. watch the movie and then like there's a thing that, uh, that they do where she rewinds everything. And so like they make you like watch the rewind and then like it starts over again because she's like, oh, well, that didn't work out or whatever. Um, it's just, I guess they were maybe trying to go with slapstick also. Will Ferrell is at the peak, or maybe like the beginning of his like, right? Because it's pre Anchorman, yeah, pre Anchorman. Yeah. But like he had just left SNL, right? Uh, it's just nothing in that movie works, and it makes me sad. Yeah, don't yeah. watch it. Don't watch it. Okay, so you're gonna hate me for my pick then. Oh, God. Uh, well, just because you you mentioned I um I did you love Beautiful Creatures? <laughs> no, the uh, the I I'm hesitant to pick this one as as I mentioned I had so much fun. Um, uh, and I know a lot of people like really love this movie and it's not that I hate this movie by any means. Like I said, I, I had trouble, uh, finding one that I didn't like, uh, but, uh, you hate the witch. I, I don't like the witch. Wow. I saw, so I saw the witch in theaters. It, the witch came out in 2015. Um, it's set in 1630 in new England and it's about this family who gets kicked out of a colony and they have to go live on their own and they're like uh, maybe being haunted by a witch which spoiler alert within the first 15 minutes yes they are Um, and uh, you know they blame uh, Thomasin who's uh, Anna Taylor-Joy who she's the oldest daughter um, for the, the, this baby's disappearance. Uh, she, she yeah. like goes out in the woods with a baby and the baby disappears. You can get all this from the trailer. I'm not spoiling anything. Um, and then like paranoia takes over. Her brother gets sick. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the family starts falling apart because the crops are dying. Right. It's just like, here, here's my problems. Here's what doesn't work for me okay. in a context. Um, the thing about the Salem witch trials, the thing that makes the Salem witch trials is paranoia. Like the thing that's like makes it scary is like the group think that like a group can turn on a group of people because one person says something and then suddenly a lot of people start saying things. And if you take the family out of that society, it doesn't make sense to me as to why they would instantly devolve into paranoia the way that they do in the film, because you need a large group. Like it doesn't work in a small enclosed group of people, especially when you've already lost a portion of them at the beginning of it. On top of that, like I think the film would work if it made you question if there's witches or not. And it doesn't within the first 15 minutes. You're, you're well aware there are witches in this film and you're just like, Oh, they don't. I mean, they show you a little bit and I, I would argue that the paranoia though is like coming from like their failure of like, life they've yeah they, they've been kicked out or i think they decide to leave or some shit like, well they decide to leave because he's t- he's too, too like crazy which is too like fundamentalist which right. is also hilarious because the reason the pilgrims left right was because they were too fundamentalist right and then i think, <laughs> like, I think the wife is the, the crux of the entire movie yeah. because she i don't think she likes her daughter i don't think she likes thomason yeah. um and that like obviously expounds when thomason 
loses the baby. Like, yeah. she she was taking care of the baby, and the baby has disappeared under her watch. Yeah. That uh, scene's really effectively done. I also don't think that there's a lot of the, like, quote-unquote scary moments. No. Where, the, where, like, I didn't... I don't find the movie that... I think it's I think it's a really well-made film. I think it has a lot of atmosphere. Um, but I don't think it's that scary it's not. either. Yeah. I, I mean, I am the biggest crybaby, but that movie was more, like, atmosphere and mood. Yeah. And, I mean, I will say... I mean, I'm just gonna fucking spoil it. When that goat started talking, yeah, I lost my shit. <laughs> I do love. There's a moment. Um, yeah, I mean, I I feel bad spoiling this movie because it's only been out for a couple of years. But I mean, it was a huge hit, and a lot of people saw it. Um, if if you don't want any more uh, spoilers, feel free to fast forward ten minutes. Anyways, uh, there's a part where the family's completely devolved, and like when the goat gets up on its hind legs, there's a moment that I laughed out loud in the theater, which I was not the intention, I think, where the father, like... Gets stabbed. Yeah, but right before that, there's a moment where he just sort of, like, sighs, where he's kind of like... And it to me, it just felt like he was like... My family's um, yeah, just, like, just like, like, Yeah, exactly. God just like, oh, fuck. I'm just like, yeah. gave up completely. Yeah. And then the other thing that really bothers me is there was a lot of people that came out of that film thinking that it was, like, this really feminist message. And it's really strange to me that, like, that seems to be the pickup. They're like, this girl, she gets rid of her patriarchal-controlled family, which yeah. I agree with you. I don't think it was the patriarch in the family. That's the, the mom. Pro- it's the mom. The mom was the... I, I mean, um, she just wanted to be back into the normal village. Right. Get along with everyone. Um, but like, they're, they're like, she eschews this patriarchal society to go live in the woods with women. And it's like, no, she doesn't. The, the goat, Black Phillip, literally turns into a man. I know he's not a man, but he turns into a man. He offers her fucking butter and a dress. And she's like, yeah, I'm down with that shit. Yeah. And like, literally, she signs herself over to a man to be like a sister wife of yeah. this, of this demon. Yeah. Um, though I will admit the line, the famous line, What's the like the taste of butter? A pretty dress. What's the like to live deliciously? Yes. It's fucking so great, right? Good. So, so good. good. I mean, I enjoyed this movie because it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I, it was, it's a lot more about. I mean, I kind of like and appreciate the whole idea of like family paranoia because. She, the sis Thomason is not liked by anyone in the family right. except for her brother, who he is sympathetic to her. Um, there's like the younger twins who are little assholes, and she they call her a witch anyway, and so she's like, you know what? Fuck yeah, I am a witch, and I'm gonna fucking like eat you and murder you. And that comes Yeah, those kids are obnoxious. And yeah. they come and that comes back to bite her in the ass. Yeah. You know, because they start actually accusing her to her parents, and her parents who may or may not have had like any like doubt left or like any hope left in liking this daughter right. that is like is out the window because she kind of you know has fucked herself over. Um, I kind of like the whole family dynamic dynamic at all. See, I and th- I like that they all fucking die at the end. <laughs> I think I think the family dynamic keeping it small works easier if you're doing something like a possession movie because I think the whole idea of like having to deal with a, a child or uh, or somebody that you know is possessed is more about isolation and getting like the fact that no one will believe you and whatnot i think like the the whole idea of building off like the witchcraft like the salem witch trials and everything it it has to be a mass hysteria or else it doesn't but that happens with her she doesn't like she feels isolated in her own family they're isolated already and then she's isolated within her family it's too small it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me like it's it's uh, i don't know it just it doesn't work for me for me it was like the mounting of like the shit that falls on that family over and over on, like they've lost the baby, then they're 
they they're gonna they're literally gonna sell Thomasin off. Yes, they are. I forgot about that. They're actually. gonna sell yeah. her off, and her and the brother try and go like figure shit out, and then like the witch fucking like spooks him, and then he's sick, and like so they lose him, and then the twins, and then they board them up. I enjoyed that movie, and so you're wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's the whole point of the mixed reviews, right? That, and I knew I was gonna—I knew I was gonna get some blowback. I know I'm probably gonna get some blowback from people listening. Um, as I said, I don't hate the movie. I think it's a very promising first film. I think it's got a really interesting soundtrack. It's got a really interesting look. I think everybody's performance in it was good. I just think the movie itself is kind of bullshit. That's you know, and you know, and there's the review. Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess we should move into sort of our fast, fast forward. forward. And talk about what the future of witchcraft in cinema Right. Like we already mentioned, there is going to be a Hocus Pocus remake. Yes, there is. Coming soon-ish, I guess. Who <laughs> ordered this? Was it Disney? I mean, Disney must own it, so I'm assuming yes. it'll be well, on that's, ABC. That's what it is. I think it's going to be Freeform, which is ABC Family. Right, 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 right. Yeah. right. New thing. Um, so that's coming, I guess. Like, I enjoy Hocus Pocus so much. Um... I, I'm sad that, I mean, I can't believe that they won't at least maybe get a cameo from Bette or something. Um, there's, there's been, I mean, but it's a TV movie, so I feel like Bette doesn't She'd even be like, want to be involved. No. Yeah. The, um, there's been, um, uh. Which is also interesting. I didn't mention this. Originally, Hocus Pocus was supposed to be a TV movie, um, but then someone in Disney was like, that sounds good, let's make it bigger. Uh, <laughs> um, and so it's funny that now it's kind of going back to... Um, and w- w- Which makes no sense, because if they actually did a sequel or a remake for the theater, they could actually release it during October, and right. it could make a fucking butt-ton of money. And it would. That's it the crazy thing. It absolutely would. Um, yeah, I don't understand the, the thought behind that. Um, there, There's been talk for a while of... Uh, a remake of uh, Raul Dahl's The Witches, which Henson made originally, or well, the Henson Company made originally. Yeah. Um, I'd be curious to see what will happen to that because that movie is like a really decent adaptation of that book. It's not yeah, like, it, it's, like it's really good. I mean, Angelica Houston's kind of like great in right, that. Like, the, and I, as the Grand High Witch, I mean, like, yeah. chef kiss. Like, totally. Oh, yeah. I also love the mice in that movie. Like, yes. I hate like kid actors, but the kids are in that movie are pretty good and charming yeah, yeah. and fun. Um, even the little asshole kid who like just like eats everything and is like kind of a douche and his yeah. like, parents are fucking dickheads. Um, you're right. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, I'm right, and there, I'm not wrong. There, uh, there's going to be a sequel to the um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, right. which was the the continuation of the Harry, Harry Potter, Potter world, world through yeah. like prequels. Unfortunately, Johnny Depp's involved, so who gives Barf. a fuck? Um, there, <laughs> the Harry Potter and the Sacred Child plays are. Uh, they were playing in London. They're coming yes. to New York very soon. Yeah, um, there's been a lot of people whining to me about how they can't get tickets, and I'm like, "What do you expect me to do?" Yeah, and you're like, "I'm like, <laughs> oh, an editor." Okay, yeah. bye. Um, there is also uh, there's a new Sabrina the Teenage Witch show yes. coming to the CW. Yeah, based uh, based off of the. Uh, well, or more in line, more in tune with the comic books, The Chilling Tales of Sabrina, yeah. uh, which Archie has been releasing, which is a sort of darker, um, as we mentioned, the sort of satanic witch take yeah. out on that. Um, I think, a lot, unfortunately, a lot of people just know about the that the show has been reordered, yeah. and, and they hear, oh, a darker tale, like, uh, bullshit, I want, like, the old classic, and they don't understand that the actual comic book um, uh, and the source material for this new show is actually pretty fucking good. There's also been rumors of um remake of The Craft. No, well, with the really? fe- with a female filmmaker behind it. Huh. Yeah, um, I have not heard anything in a really long time about. I wonder it, what but... that would look like, though, because I mean, that, the craft. Uh, there's a lot of weird sex things in yeah. that, and, and and I, I just wonder how that would play now. You know, um, the whole idea of like sexual assault. 
um, which is uh, <laughs> now very, very yeah. even stickier subject. Well, why, why, Louie? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Mickey Mouse, what are you doing here? Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And, and, and I don't know, for me, like, that movie just encapsulates all of the, like, a very specific culture of the 90s. Like, yeah. I think there's, there are movies that come out that kind of, like, both inform and steer you know, the culture. You know what? Make a fucking sequel to that, too. What's Feruza Balk and Robin Tunney doing? Hello? You know, Nev Campbell's not working. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember when when she, like, her scars come off. <laughs> that was so... I could feel my skin feel lighter and fresher and more beautiful. You're yeah. like, she deserves this. Yes. She deserves... Yeah. Yeah. Heal my scars. Yes. Heal my scars. <gasps> so, I, yeah, I guess uh, going forward, I don't know. I, I would like to see more which films, like... The craft and hocus pocus and whatnot. I I don't know if we need to really any more revisit the witch trials unless you're like trying like if you're making like a crucible like the reason the play the crucible was written was about the like HUAC hearings and the right. the House on American activities and like all all the like communist witch hunts that were happening in in that time period. So there's a reason for that. I feel like we maybe don't necessarily have that equivalent nowadays. So, like, right. maybe you can put the Salem Witch Trials to rest and have more fun with them. Yeah. You know? I, but I also don't want anybody to feel insulted. I am fine without, like, Bewitched ever coming back in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I just don't need, like... Like, the, the thought process behind Bewitched is that, like... Like, you watch that show, and it's like, Samantha Stevens is... It's funny, RuPaul talks about this on her podcast all the time. She loves Bewitched, and she's like, the thing about Bewitched is, is Samantha's knows everything. She's so smart, and like, she has to fucking dumb herself down to make herself acceptable for human society. Right. And it, like, yeah, I don't need that either. I don't need a, a witch that, that, like, has to, like, dumb herself down to fit in with it. Like, that's why I kind of like Bell Book and Candle the, for, like, the first half of it, because she's, like, she's a witch who's, like, fuck this, whatever, I'm gonna do whatever I want. And like, it's not like, she, when she sees Jimmy Stewart, it's not like she's looking for love. She's just like, there's a guy I want. Yeah. Done, you know, done. like, yeah. She's like, yes, please. In my head, just came to me, I forgot Selena Gomez and her iconic Wizards of Waverly Place. Also on Get Disney out. Channel. <laughs> I think there's a Disney movie with that yeah. also. I mean, there, I mean, there's so many, like, there's Warlock, which is a horror film from the from the late 80s, early 90s. We mentioned the Chronicles of Narnia stuff. Exactly. And, like, there's Tilda all Tilda Swinton that. is a great witch. She's a great witch, and it's funny because, like, Chronicles of Narnia are, like, super Christian, Christian so of course yeah. she's, like, a witch, and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah. Is there anything else you could think of that, like, what, I, what would you, what did you sort of get out of you doing know, this? Because I'm curious. I mean, I, watching Drag Me to Hell and the diversity of it, I would love to see witches, like, outside of the American yeah. context. Like, I think it would be amazing to see, like, also kind of why I liked Beautiful Creatures. There's a deep Southern right. um, feeling of it. And so it's not just a kind of generic, like, I'm a cute witch and I can do little spells right. and we're going to fall in love now. <laughs> um uh, there's a lot more like spiritual or earthy thing happening and I would love to see stuff from like African yeah. um, lore yeah cause I kinda uh, love it. I kinda love in a movie when like you know they bring in voodoo culture or even hoodoo culture which is a completely different thing that people yeah. don't talk about that much and yeah I would love to see like um I, I really wanted to see um some Asian movies um uh that deal with different witchcraft yeah. stuff going on there I just didn't have the time but I would, I would love to see more, uh, a broad spectrum of, and, and, and that kind of even falls like the craft was so different because it was not just like, you know, kind of silly nonsense. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I would, I would love, um, I mean, why make, why remake the craft? Just, I would love to see more stories about, you know, uh, witches that aren't like, I'm just trying to live every day in my life and yeah. like be normal, like practical magic kind of stuff, like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I agree with that. I agree with that sort of like, I, I like it more when it's like, you know, the free spirit and like know, know who they are instead of like being like, I think that once again goes back to the bewitch thing where right. it's like, don't dumb yourself down. Don't um, I just came to me, um, Nico from the runaways. Yeah. Um, and which the show's coming out very soon. November ish. Yeah. Um, she's like a badass witch and she's sitting on your shelf. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I think her character, if you haven't read the runaways, it's just, you know, teens with powers. Essentially. Yeah. Um, and she's a cool ass witch and she has like a really cool mythology and lore with her family. And she's, is she Japanese? Yes. But let's say like more diversity in yeah. like, because I think the trouble now running into these witch movies, it's like you get over and over these storylines of like, Oh no, how you know he's going to be in love with you. Or it's kind of like the same thing over and over again. They're yeah. fighting like, you know, that big bad spirit or whatever. Um, so yeah, yeah. More stories of empowerment, less stories of like questioning yourself and like exactly. Yeah. Uh, we didn't bring up Teen Witch at all. I don't know how we missed that. I watched Teen Witch. Oh my god! And it was um wild, truly, yeah, truly, truly wild. wild. I love boys. Yes, <laughs> I was like, this is a song about me. <laughs> Gavin, did you learn the cheer? <laughs> We're, we'll I perform it later. Like boys. <laughs> I like. Oh, now I can't cut this out of the episode so at all. So good. I mean, that movie's garbage. Oh yeah, it's garbage, but, but but so much fun. But and again, I have a, I have a my good friend Kim. Uh, every year I do a Halloween montage of movies, and every year she requests like she's like, "Can you put something from Teen Witch?" And so so like two years ago, I put I put like a little bit of Teen Witch in it, but like yeah, and kind of like Teen Witch. After that came out, I can imagine I was like everyone was trying to be rap battling on the yard. <laughs> Everyone was like wearing a ridiculous like shirts open and like being like uh, these movies inform culture and they're also informed by culture. Like someone right. someone talked to like one teen and was like, "That's a movie." And I do question how you're gonna go on top of that. Supersonic, idiotic, disconnected, not respected. Who would ever really wanna go on top of that? Such a waste of pretty face, but hanging in your nose face. I wish that you would take a look and really stop that. That's the end of this show, everyone. Wow. Thank you so much. So, yes, Louie, uh, where can you find us online? I mean... We're everywhere, Gavin. Yes, could, we are. You can find us on Twitter at The Mixed Reviews. Yes, you can email us at reviewsmixed at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at The Mixed Reviews. And uh, if you want to subscribe to our show, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on Google Play Music. We're on SoundCloud, which is not something you can subscribe to, but you can find us a couple episodes there. And uh, I, th I think there's one more that I'm leaving out. We're, we're not on Spotify yet. And no. I don't know, quite know how to do that, but I'll figure that out. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get on there. Um, but yeah, so we're everywhere. And yeah, make sure. Um, and then, like, I try, I'm now trying to put up our poll of the Wednesday before we record. So not this Wednesday, but next right. Wednesday. Yeah, we do the show bi-weekly because we watch a lot of movies and mm -hmm. take a lot of notes. And so right. we want to make sure that... Um, we have a chance to view everything, so that's why there's only a new episode every two weeks. Right. And so, in a week, check our Twitter and vote for what your favorite witch movie is like. And um, now, me and Gavin have to go decide what we're going to watch for the next episode. Absolutely. See you guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. I am <laughs>